Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Oh, are we starting? Yeah, we are. Oh, okay. You know, I was listening back to the last one, and I sound real low energy. You were very tired. I'm trying to bring it back. You Here were, we go. You Whoa. Were... Babies. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, everyone. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. There you go. This is episode four. Can you believe it? We've made it this far. One month of podcasting. Yeah. Wow. Good job. Four episodes of a show. How could I do it? What what are you doing? That's like the most sarcastic thing you've ever said. It's not the most sarcastic. I did, you know, James Bonding, there's only like four thirty something episodes. Oh. Talk salad and scrambled eggs are my Fraser podcast. Kevin and I are on hold. It's not dead. People keep asking. People Let keep me asking the question. We're not it's not gone. It's just literally incredibly hard to find time to record. So We'll see. I mean, I'm busy. Kevin's uh, last I talked to Kevin, he was off directing 
one of those uh, CWDC shows, and then I was in the middle of writing on the Goldbergs, and you know, we're just we're shipped in the night. I mean, we can barely find time to record. That is, that literally is true. Yeah, it's Monday night. We're recording Halloween. Ooh, it's spooky. Ooh. Yeah, ghosts of embryos. <laughs> That's weird. What do we have to update people on? Well, we have we have a few things to update people on, but we actually got a lot of questions this week. Do you want to start with? I would start with updating. I think no, yeah, yeah. We're gonna start with updating. I actually wrote out an agenda. Oh my god, you're turning this into vacation. Um, Lori likes to plan things. I don't. I put in a Google Doc that I didn't even bother to share you on because I so knew smart. that you wouldn't even look at so it. So smart. See, you guys, I know me. my husband. She gets me. You can try to add me to a Google Doc. I ain't going to look at it. That's for you, America. <laughs> so I have Google Docs I've created that I don't even look at. <laughs> so anyway, I made this Google Doc, mm-hmm. and the first thing on it is updates. Look, great. So... The, the, Boy, the do update, I know how to do a show or do I know how to do a show? The big update is that this morning I put two estrogen patches on my stomach. What for? To pump estrogen into my body. Why for you need estrogen? <laughs> the whole idea is that they are going to like make my uh, lining, my endometrial lining, nice and... Sticky? Thick and cozy and sticky and thick. Said thick twice. But yep. Yep. You just, that's. Thick is very important. Yep. You want a thick endometrial layer, everybody. Thick endometrial layer. Um, yeah. So, so we're going to, we're going to see how that goes. I go in, in a week for a blood test, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go in a week for a blood test, and then the following week, they do a scan. Of what, is, what do they mean by a scan? Uh, I believe they mean an ultrasound. Oh, okay. Where they, like, sure. see how your lining is doing. They can see that, huh? They can yeah. can see how thick your lining yeah, is? Yeah, he could see, Dr. Ringler could see how thick my lining was when he was looking at the follicles. Mm-hmm. At one time, he was like, oh, lining looks good. I was like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Dr. Ringler. It's a huge compliment when he's looking inside your uterus. I know. Um, So, so yeah, so that's happening. Uh, We also got some interesting news at work. We did get interesting news at work. You did. I didn't. I did. So, a couple months ago, I emailed our head of HR, and I said, Hey, just so you know, my husband and I are paying... About $40,000 out of pocket. This was right when we had found out that we were doing a second round of IVF, and I was feeling particularly... My, my emotions were very fraught. I feel like you tend to get there quick, and I feel like you don't take the breather. No, I'm not good at that. I you're need to get better taking, at that. You're not good at writing a draft and saving the draft. No. You're always a sender. I am. Mm-hmm. But you know, in this case, I think it was good that I sent this email. Okay. And it was a it was a perfectly nice email. I just said, look, we're we're spending all this money. You know, it would be great if in the future BuzzFeed might consider adding fertility coverage to our health insurance. It's too late for me, but mm-hmm. be nice for for others. You're 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 planting a tree so that the future generation will have shade. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, you get me. I'm like, well, I, 
Get analogies. You probably did really well on your SATs. I did. I only took I only took them once. Well, you probably did really well on analogies. Bounced. Peace. I was like, that's all I need. Later, dudes. <laughs> so she responded and she was like, actually, we're talking about our health coverage for next year. We'll we'll consider this. Ooh. And I was sort of like, cool. Sure, yeah, but also right. like, what sure, ifs? yeah, right, whatevs. And then they told us the other day that we're getting new health plans. And one of the new health plans has up to $10,000 of fertility coverage. It's a handy thing if you're going to do it, you know? And I was like. For the year that you're going to do it. Booyah. Coverage. And there was, there was a woman who I work with who had emailed me when our podcast started to say that she and her husband were going to be starting IVF. And I emailed her and I was just like, hey, did you see the news? And she was like, no, I hadn't seen it. Thank you. So I feel like we're out here already changing lives. Hey, have you seen the news? Dewey Cox died today. That's from Walk Hard. One of my favorite movies. It's underappreciated. I don't know if you're familiar Riley. Yeah, you have the fancy box set of it. I have the I have the bo- well I have what I have is the press kit. Oh. And the DVD, Blu-ray. And a poster of it somewhere. Anyway. Um, do you have any updates? Uh on the IVF? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no updates because I'm a man and I have so little to do with this process. Isn't that interesting? It's not interesting. It doesn't. It makes you feel unincluded. It makes you feel like, man, my wife's really going through a lot, and all I have to do is jerk off in a bathroom. I feel like you did come to a lot of the appointments. I came to as many as I could. Yeah. Any 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 sort of reasonable time of an appointment that I wasn't working or that we didn't have to do something with Bo, I was there. Yeah, that meant a lot. I just really was doing it, so. Dr. Ringler didn't think poorly of me. I mean, Dr. Ringler did write an article about how men could be more supportive of their female partners doing IVF. And one of the things he said was come to the appointments. Just get off your butt and go to the appointments. It's very easy. I mean, it's not that easy for us because it was on the west side and we live east or in Hollywood. And it was rush hour. Every appointment we had was at like eight. But I feel like... I mean, most men don't go to their wives' gynecology appointments. Nor should they. And you kind of got a, a safe space. You got a glimpse of like what it's like for us. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Stirrups. They're always giving you. No, they're not always giving you ultrasounds, ultrasounds, but they're always like making you get in stirrups and sticking things up your well, vag. How else are they going to look in there? Well, exactly. It but makes sense. I feel like you didn't. You'd never seen it in action. No. Yeah. I never wanted to. Now you have. Great. So, I think those are all our updates. We 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 did get a bunch of good questions this week, including That's not our only update. Oh wait, what? It's not. No. I just asked you if we had any other updates, and you, you said asked no. If I had any updates. Yes. My answer was no. Yeah. But we have a date. Oh yeah. I'm out of control right now. You forget everything. <laughs> Yet write down everything. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, well, we have a we have a we have a tentative date if everything goes well in the next three weeks. You also have you have, you know, you told them about the blood work you have coming up and that you have patches on your stomach. Yeah, people are like, well, what's that? What's that all about? Yeah, you're like trying to get your layer going, and they're like, well, why should you get trying to get your layer going? Good point. You buried the lead. I I forgot the th- 
the, the third act mm. of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so they're 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 thinking that the transfer will be November twenty first or twenty second. What? What? That's incredible. It's just three weeks from today. That is three weeks from today. So many Thanksgivings are coming before after that. Yeah, it's the week of Thanksgiving. Great. And then... Two tapings that night for Sidekick? Anyway. And then we won't know for like two weeks if I'm actually pregnant. Oh, what a so fun... So that's going to be... What a fun, unstressful time that will be for you, honey. <laughs> that's going to be so great. I can't wait. I, I I can wait, and I'd like to wait. <laughs> you will be waiting with me for the results. Yeah, actually... You know, like you're not going to get shit-faced uh, on Thanksgiving? Probably not. Like you always Are do. you? No. Um, I mean... Th- I'm a teetotaler. You pretty much are, and pretty then when you are. drink, you, like, go hard. Uh, that's not true. Well... Oh, the 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 wedding over Labor Day. The wedding over Labor Day. I wasn't drunk. No, but I just you, really enjoyed those spicy margaritas. You had like seven of them. They were like I feel like I went to get cheese, and yeah. I came back, and you were like, "I had seven margaritas." That's probably true. It took you a while to get the cheese. It did. So. All right. I mean, I, that's my. I can drink seven hard alcohol drinks without being drunk. I'm also I, really good at driving drunk. I'm one of those guys. Oh, God. I'm just kidding, guys. Oh, no. I never do that. I cannot drink seven margaritas without getting drunk. Well, it makes me a That's why we compliment much each larger other. human being. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so uh, you know, everyone I've talked to who's done IVF says that everything we've gone through so far is nothing compared to those two weeks where you don't know if you're pregnant. Oh, really? Yeah. They said that is the most stressful time. Is it really? Yes. I feel like it's not. We haven't we haven't experienced it. I know, it yet. but I'm just on the outside going in. I'm just like, meh. What are you gonna do? You can't control it. I know. I feel like it's that's not gonna... like you're gonna be like sitting with your hips up trying to hold the embryo into your lining. Oh, you know what someone did tell me though about the transfer itself. Yeah. So first of all, I thought I had to go under again. I don't. Okay. But this friend of mine who did it said they gave her Valium to relax her. Okay. And also she had to have a full bladder because it like pushes your uterus down. Oh, okay. That'll be hard for you. I know. You don't, you don't really like to keep anything in your bladder. No, I like to pee a lot. Yep. So. I drive to Vegas with you or not the most uh, hey, efficient. Hey, the last time. That's true. Come on. She gets credit, guys. The Thank last you. Time she didn't have to stop. Either way. Either Either yeah. way. So, really huge change on Dory's part. Thank you. You're welcome. I did fall asleep, though. Plenty. Yeah. Yep. That was great. And so, yeah, so, so, November 21st or 22nd. And then we'll have a two-week period. And then we'll have a two-week period where we'll we're we'll like... do this podcast and we'll go, guys, guess what? We don't know anything. It's so stressful. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Okay, now can we? Should we get to to? The I don't know. You have the agenda. You're asking me. You're I the do. One who wrote out a thing. I know. And and after updates, which I'm asking you, do okay. we have any more updates? That, I think that's it. I think updates. that's it too. I mean, big update. I found my guitar uh, workbook from 1996. I know, and like it's kind of the cutest thing I've ever seen. It's 
uh, he drew a brick wall and graffitied fish logos on it. Yeah. <laughs> and Dave Matthews band and, and a guitar. And the Beatles. And a Fender logo. <laughs> and a Gibson logo. And it's literally exactly the same shit in my office. Yeah. Yeah. You have always been you. Uh-huh. That's that's what happens. 20 years later, still me. Anyway. Uh so so the next thing I have on the agenda is play voicemails. Okay. We got we got a couple voicemails this, this week. This is exciting, people. Thank you so much for calling up our baby phone. Yeah, this is really really cool. I'm go ahead and, and get that level up on my handy dandy Zoom H6 handy recorder. Okay, it says, literally says handy recorder on it. Can cool. you believe that, America? Okay, are we? Can I go? Yeah. Go. Okay. Hi, this is Jen. Um, first of all, loving the podcast. I think it's fabulous. Love hearing about your adventure. Jen um, thinks it's I fabulous. I wanted to mention that. Um, my insurance absolutely did not cover IVF, and I kind of just assumed that we wouldn't be able to do it because it's so expensive. But it turns out that my husband's insurance, which is through the New York State Health Exchange, does cover New IVF State up to $50,000. Um, so it might be worth checking. I'm sure it doesn't work for you guys, but it's worth checking whether spouse's insurance um, covers it. So it's going to cost us about two thousand dollars more a year to add me to his insurance. Yeah. Um, I'm so into what you're own. saying. But it turns out to save us Helicopter. a lot more money and opens up the possibility of doing IBS, which is really exciting. Um, anyway, loving the podcast. Can't wait to hear episode three. Um, and I feel you about all the mixing and everything. Good luck. Bye. She feels us about all the mixing. Does she mean the mixing of the audio of the podcast? I mean, thanks, I guess, for feeling me on that. What? That's cool. Sorry, everybody. No, oh. I mean. Well, this last episode, you you published it in mono from the yeah, get-go. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you all. This is a little sidetrack story. GarageBand, like many Apple products and, and, and bits of software, has gotten worse over time because they've taken away features. They've taken away things you can and, and cannot do. One of the things you used to be able to do in... GarageBand was exporting mono very easily. So now I've had to do a workaround in iTunes um, by... Ex- boring. Long boring. Point is, I figured out a way to do it, and from now on, you'll have it in glorious mono. Yay! Yay. I mean, that, you know, that's interesting about the checking your husband's or significant other's health care. Yeah. To see if it's covered. And I, no, we never did. No, we did. I did checked, we? I checked the WGA. Did. Thank God. I the checked the WGA, which, which states very clearly that infertility is yeah. not covered. Did we check SAG yet? Oh, no, we didn't check SAG. But check I don't SAG. think you qualify for SAG health insurance. Yeah, who knows? I think you can qualify for anything you pay for. Interesting. Guys, I don't want to brag, but uh, Monica Lewinsky just liked my tweet about my guitar. Oh, that's so sweet. Yep. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I know someone else who is on New York State health insurance, I believe. And they were also telling me that they were able to do IVF. That's amazing. It'll cover $50,000 for only $2,000 more. Whereas you're looking at the BuzzFeed insurance, which is going to cost $5,000 extra and cover $10,000. I think we figured out it's going to cost... Four thousand extra, three thousand, something like that. But the rate of return is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, totally. 
which is which is very interesting. And Guys, get a state government job. That's what we're saying here. And I was also saying, you know, if I I was looking at your health insurance and was thinking like, oh, do I go on your health insurance? Like, mm-hmm. and 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 I feel like it's comparing apples to oranges the way they have it all set up. Like, yeah. it, it's really hard to tell where I'd be better off. It's almost like health insurance is broken in this country, and what uh, you know. Every fucking insurance company got too big for their britches and is just trying to confuse everyone with everything. Guys, (sighs) check out my movie. Sick. What is the movie? The Michael Moore movie? Never saw it. Sicko, right? Oh, yeah. Sicko. Yeah. I didn't see it. My point is move to Canada. It's all covered. Yeah. Um, But thank you, Jen, for calling in and letting us know. And hopefully um, maybe someone listening will think to check another health insurance. Yes. Okay. I thought you were going to say, we'll insure us. Like, no, no. Okay. Uh, well, here is another voicemail. Oh, voicemail too. You ready? Here we go. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, Not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item that's right every time you buy their socks tees or underwear you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness to date bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting i mean bombas can make returns easy as well i don't know why you'd return anything because what (laughs) but they do have a 100 percent happiness guarantee so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason They'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like, you know, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. 
Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, Dorian, Matt. This is Monica. Thanks for sharing all of your Hi, Monica. on your podcast. Love listening. I had a question for you kind of about your fertility journey and whether at any point in that you've gotten to talk to a genetic counselor. And if you have, kind of what was your experience with that? How did they help? How did they not help? Um, and also a suggestion. I know you talked about one of your uh, fertilized embryos had a chromosomal abnormality and wanted to suggest that if you wanted to talk to somebody about that, a genetic counselor is a great person to contact. Um, if you need one, you can look on nsgc.org and click on Find a Provider. Just a little shout-out for my future profession. <laughs> thanks for recording, and I'm looking forward to hearing more. Bye. Wow, thanks, Monica. She's a future geneticist. Geneticist. Genetic counselor. Genetic counselor. That's um, interesting. I mean, we could get more information if we did that, we, I suppose, right? We did do genetic testing, though. We did, right? Yeah. But, like, there's still no... I feel like the counselor's going to step in and be like, well, here's the English. Here's what this actually means. Maybe. Right? Is that what I'm feeling like they do? I don't know. I, I, I also... They also don't know what this chromosomal abnormality even means. Yeah, but it's also, like, I feel like... They'll have information that 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 I that I yeah they might, um, but you know that's she actually raised a point that we I realized we hadn't talked about which mm. was the genetic testing we had to do before we even started IVF. Uh, what did we? Oh, we had to do a we had to do a screening yeah. council. It, we, we had to do a council. council. C o n s u l. No s y l. Up oh, made it up. <laughs> C C o u n s y l. Council. Whatever. Um, and we had already done 23 and Me. Yeah, so we were like, guys, we got this covered. We already spit in a tube. Don't worry about it. And I already learned that I'm like a thousand percent Jewish. Yep. And Matt learned that he has a lot of different things in him. So but, many. But things. he's like mostly Mediterranean. Mostly uh, Iberian. Mostly Iberian, yeah. Yeah. Spain, Portuguese, you know, all the stuff that I knew I was. Yeah. But like, you know, some 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 curveball thrown in there like uh there's some Native American, there's some West African, there's some uh, uh there's a tiny 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 like 1% European. That I thought was pretty interesting. Right? Like non-Mediterranean yeah. European. Yeah. Somewhere along the line. Yeah. Someone got busy with a with a white guy. Um and we learned that I'm a carrier for cystic fibrosis. CF from 23andMe, which is very common among Ashkenazic Jews. Yeah. Which I am very you are much. So much. So. 98.8%. Yeah. Um, and then when we did the council screening, I learned that I'm also a carrier for a genetic disease called Gaucher's disease. Gaucher's disease. Which is also a Jew disease. And then you were a carrier for something else probably something really cool that i forget what it was but basically they i'm ignoring you i know basically they said that because matt wasn't a carrier for cystic fibrosis cystic fibrosis or gauchets and i wasn't a carrier for his portuguese disease (laughs) 
Portuguese. Portuguese. <laughs> that we didn't have to worry about genetic diseases. Yeah, we are worry-free in the genetic disease land. Now, I don't know if that's actually true, though. Um, I think it is true. I think the thing that we're not necessarily worry-free about is Down syndrome. Nice. I think. Although maybe that, maybe that genetic test that we did. No, absolutely. Would screens, tell you about your chromosomes. Yeah. So I think we actually would. I think we actually know. So I take that back. Well, I mean, it doesn't mean we couldn't conceive a Down syndrome uh, embryo. No, but we had it tested. No, I know, but it doesn't mean in the future if we ever oh, yeah, yeah, had yeah, more yeah. embryos. Right. No, completely. Yeah. Yes, of God. course. Sorry. Pay attention. Um, and speaking of genetic testing, mm-hmm. I ordered a genetic testing kit today for our for Bo. <laughs> yes. Star of our podcast, Beauregard Bosch Myra. I don't know where he is right now. I think Could he's, be anywhere. I think he's, he's roaming. Chasing he's possums sitting and staring in the corner yeah. of the yard. And hoping that a possum comes. Yep. Because he is a Rhodesian Ridgeback. That's what my wife thinks now. Who is a... They are hunter guard dogs. That's what Bo acts like. And he... Like, we thought he was a Mastiff Sharpay. everybody. I think that my wife is looking into these dog breeds like they're astrological signs. Like, oh, Bo's a Leo, so he's this, that, and the other thing. Okay, but I didn't. I wasn't like he's a Pomeranian. No, you weren't like that because that would make no sense. No, because he doesn't look anything like a Pomeranian. Correct. But we have seen Mastiff Sharpay mixes that look like Bo. Yes, but the personalities of Mastiffs and Sharpays never really fit Bo. Oh boy! And the Mastiff is in like in the AKC. The Mastiff is a working is in the working group. That's not him. You don't feel like Bo can't get to work on anything? No, the Rhodesian Ridgeback is in the hound group. Yeah. And everyone's always like, he must be part hound. And he, uh, like, the way he sits and stares and waits for the freaking possum and goes after cats and, squ- like, I, I just, I. You have a feeling? I just have a feeling. And he has the ridge and the whorls on the side of his, on the shoulders and. Yep. I, I I just you know it just it just all clicked for me. Well, if we find out what he is, that'll be great because we can get another one when he goes. Oh. I know. Sad thing about dogs, they only live ten to twelve years. I know Rhodesian Ridgebacks. That's their lifespan. Yeah. Ten to twelve years. Yeah. That's so sad, and also we don't know exactly how old he is. We don't. Bo could be twelve. I don't think he's twelve. No. He's definitely not twelve. Uh. So so those were all our voicemails Maybe and twelve in dog years. Uh, he, he acts like he's like 19 in dog years. Interesting. Okay. Um, just a reminder, you can call us at 413-461-BABY. BABY. 413-461-BABY. <laughs> That's the number. Yeah. You can call us. Um, and then some people also sent us emails this week. Oh, wow, that's so nice. Which is... Again, Dory and Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. This is getting to be like my favorite uh, husband and wife podcast, The Fret Files. Oh, that's like the highest compliment you could pay us. (laughs) If anyone's into guitar, it's the best guitar podcast on the planet. It's so boring. I wonder if there's any crossover (laughs) whatsoever. If if there is crossover, please email us and tell us. Maybe there will be crossover now. People will start listening to the fret files. Oh yeah, if you're into guitars at all, it's great. It's uh, it's it's specialized. Eric, it's a niche uh, pod and his, podcast. Uh, guitar repairman at Emerald City Music up in Seattle, which I've been to. Uh, How's their left-handed selection? 
they had you know they had a couple of cool lefties when I was there. They had this Telecaster style guitar that had like the pick guard was an old RCA record. I thought that was very cool, and it was bound. It was a tobacco burst with a rosewood neck, and uh, I, I you know I thought about buying it, but at the time I didn't have any money, so I didn't buy it. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, Eric Daw and his wife Mel Melissa. She he's a guitar repairer for twenty years. She uh, she crafts uh, leather goods and she makes custom guitar straps. Oh, cool! Of that ilk. So anyway, I don't know why I'm plugging their podcast, but I love it. It's a great podcast. Very nice. Um, all right, so these are questions that that were emailed. If you to don't us. like guitars, snooze fest. Uh, if you like guitars, thumbs up. Yeah, what he said. Okay, so here's a question. They normally implant one at a time when you try. Have they told you if the success rate getting to full term is different for an implant than when couples conceive normally? Mm. I ask because you always hear stories about couples getting fertility treatments who wind up with three or five babies, but I'm guessing that's a different process than IVF. There's a lot in this question. There is. So, okay. I'm going to actually start with the last question in the question. Great. You do always hear stories about couples winding up with three or five babies or like Octomom with like eight babies. Yeah. Um, well, she, she's, she was a crazy person. Um, but in the past, allegedly, when they didn't necessarily do genetic testing or if they did what's called a fresh transfer, which is when Mm -hmm. they would just transfer the embryos on day three without waiting to see which ones made it to blastocyst. They would put in more than one embryo because they didn't know which of them were good. Like if you think about it, if we had transferred on day three, yeah, the first round, we still had nine embryos on day three. Correct. And the second round, we still had five embryos on day three. So, like, ten years ago, they would have been like, okay, nine embryos, we're going to just shove four in you, and hopefully one of them will take. Mm-hmm. So sometimes one of them would take, sometimes none of them would take, sometimes four of them would take. Yeah. Because they, they, they had no idea which ones were, like, actually good. So I, I think that's where you ended up with the, with the high multiples. Um, I feel like that's becoming a lot less common because the technology has, has advanced. And now a, a study came out recently within the last few months that definitively says that frozen transfers are more successful than fresh transfers. And anecdotally, everyone I know who has done a fresh transfer, you know, it has not worked. It, it, but the, that, 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 that seems dubious. The, Why? Because... For an embryo to get frozen, right, it has to make it to a certain day. Correct. Whereas for a fresh transfer, sooner. Yep. So you're putting in a bunch of embryos that you don't know if they're going to make it. So right. a lot of our embryos stalled on day three, day two, day four, et cetera, mm-hmm. five even. Okay. So, you know, if you look at the... If you just look, if you take us as a study case. Yeah, that's what I just said. I'm just saying, though. But if you take us as a study case, though, it's like, of course, the frozen ones, you have a much higher rate because you let those get yeah. to us. Wait, you sounded like you were disagreeing with me and you're actually agreeing with me. No, but I'm also, I'm bad. I'm, I wasn't listening. I, I see that now. Point is, I wasn't listening. 
and I felt like you were saying something crazy. <laughs> I mean, long story short, I wasn't listening, and that's on me. And we're in agreement. Welcome on this. to the podcast. Welcome to my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just said, but but no, but I was listening to the part where you said that studies have come out that have just said that the success rate for hire for Frozen. Correct. Of course they are. Well, yes, that's what everyone assumed, but no one had done the studies. Yeah, but the study was pointless. No, the study... They wasted so much money. No, they didn't. They got data. Told them. They got data. Oh, boy. They love data. Anyway, go back. Um, so they normally implant one at a time when you try. Um, you know, I think this also varies depending on the clinic. Like the first clinic we went to, she... She was ready to shove 45 embryos. Yeah, she. I, I asked her how many she normally... Like she would typically put in and she was like two to three and i was like three what Mm -hmm. and when i said i only wanted one at a time she didn't seem pleased with that she was not receptive remark so we didn't use her we did not um so i you know i but but again i think it's i think it's dependent on a lot of factors like if you if you go through the whole process of testing all these embryos then i i think it's okay okay to put in one if you don't you've never asked anybody about that no i i i'm i'm speculating this is pure speculation no but i do wonder i don't even know what our doctor thinks about the fact that we're only putting one in he he only wants to put one in oh well great that's what the doctor wants yeah um have they told you if the success rate getting the full term is different for an implant than when couples conceive normally i have no idea what the success rate is for couples conceiving normally and I feel like people don't say normally anymore. They say, I think. It, oh, come on. No, I'm serious. Let them say normally. They say spontaneously. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fantastic. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm going to say like a normie or like a freak of science. Oh. That's us. Um, yeah. The answer to that question is I don't know. And I think, again, a lot of it varies according to how old you are. That's true. Um, okay. So great question. Thank you. Anonymous. Um, next question. You got one viable embryo out of 16 at the start. Yeah, that's true. Correct. If you only get one more in the second round, prayers that you will get more. Thank you. Thank you. Will you stop there or want insurance for more tries? No, we stopped there. We stopped there. I mean, we stopped there. We'll do these. We'll put these, try to put these two embryos in. If they don't take, then I'm sure we'll be telling you all about it on the podcast as we cough up another God knows how much money. Well, wait, when you say we put these two embryos in, you mean one after the Correct. other. Yeah. Yeah. If if we put in one and it doesn't take and then we put in another and it doesn't take and then we put in the potentially bad embryo and it doesn't take, then I think we have to do another round. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, knock on wood, that won't happen. We have to do the BuzzFeed podcast another round. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Okay, next question. Probably a touchy subject. Oh, very touchy. I can't talk about it. But I heard Matt say... It's true. It's not a baby. Yeah. Been in the situation where the mom has a miscarriage and is understandably upset and frequently says, I lost the baby. Mm -hmm. How has the process been emotionally so far along those lines? When they do the DNA testing and tell you it's a girl, it's genetically normal and okay, et cetera. Have you noticed a twinge like that's our daughter? If the embryo fails at this Mm -hmm. stage, like after they unfreeze, do you think you'd experience grief? Or is it still a pretty emotionally detached situation until there's an actual pregnancy underway? I think we'd be disappointed for sure. Yeah. I don't know if we'd slip into some sort of depression about it. I mean, I don't know how you think about it, but I think of it as an embryo that is a female. Yeah, that's how I think about it too. Um, And I would say I would slip into depression because I would be like, oh, we have to go through this whole thing again, not like grief. Yeah, no, I'd be depressed about my bank account. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, but... I don't know how I would feel if I got pregnant and then miscarried. Oh, you'd be terribly upset. I would be very sad about yeah. that, I think. And it's something we have to be ready for because yep. it's a real possibility yep. with all things. But at this stage, when, when it's a you know, six-day-old embryo, I don't really feel attached to it. Now, that said, we did start being like, what should we name it? Because you just... Well, I mean, even before we started doing IVF, we talked about names Yeah, that's children, true. So... I don't feel like that's, I mean, we're just, we're just being responsible adults. We don't want to leave the hospital with uh, no name on the birth certificate. Right. I think, but I think, I do think that this question points to the sort of like slippery slopeness of it all. It is a very slippery slope. Like once you start talking about names, you're like, oh, then you sort of start thinking about it as a, as a baby and Mm -hmm. then you can get even more disappointed. I was talking to a, a woman I know who has... Uh, between she and her partner, they have done 10 rounds of IVF. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things she sort of like cautioned me against. Right. Yeah. And I've talked to our, 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 my, our mutual friends and, and same thing. That's what, that's what, that's what he said. said, Yeah. Don't think of it as a baby. Don't think of it as a baby. So we're trying not to. Yep. Okay. Frozen embryo. Yep. Sleeping tightly in Westwood. Um, Okay. Next question. I'd be interested to hear how clinics differ in medical and lifestyle approaches. It sounds like a lot of your tests were similar to mine, but I wonder just how much processes vary. For example, I can't believe your friend in San Fran didn't have to talk about genetic testing. They made us at our clinic in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Um, They made us do it at... uh, They didn't make us. They... No, they did make us. Well, and I also wonder... I'm assuming she's talking about PGS testing, not pre-IVF genetic testing, like counsel. Yeah, I, I assume that's what she was talking um, Well, because I was over 38, they it, it's it's now like strongly suggested that if you're over 38, they, that you get it done. I, I also, I feel like it's cost effective. I mean, we've discussed this previously, but I, I do think it's cost effective to get them, to get the embryos tested versus just like trying transfers which costs like four to five thousand dollars each time you do them yeah that's true i don't know yeah i don't know i feel like if we went to that other clinic at, at um usc i don't think it they would have made us genetically yeah. test the embryos they also they also do um like lupron before you start the cycle like i've talked to a bunch of different people and 
the medication protocols are quite different. They vary wildly. Yeah, they vary wildly. I mean, it all sort of makes me, it reinforces my uh, theory that they, they don't really know exactly what they're doing and they, like, they're sort of throwing spaghetti at the wall. Yeah. Um, with our money. Yeah. They've got plenty of it. Mm-hmm. Beautiful office. Yeah, really nice. Terrible jerk-off room. I wonder if that's like a deliberate choice. Probably. They're like, don't get too comfortable. Yeah, they, they don't want you to like get out. hang out Next. there for too long. That's right. Um, yeah, so that's 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 been that's been really that's been interesting to hear about di- people's different experiences. Yeah, if you have a, a very different experience, we'd love to hear. Yeah, about it. you could email us or, or or voicemail us. Yep, please do. Dorian Matt at gmail dot com. Um, another question. Mm-hmm. Has social media ever been difficult for you since you started trying? Does Facebook sometimes feel like an endless stream of happy baby news? If so, how do you deal with it? Uh, you know, it's not the happy baby news that bothers me. It's the people on Twitter that ask me why we haven't adopted and uh, ask me why it sh- why should it be covered. It's a choice. Those are the people that annoy me. Those I, don't, people. I don't begrudge anyone for having a baby. Good yeah. on you. Yeah, I... I, I I love babies. You do. And I didn't always feel this way. I think you just hit a period of your, you just hit a demarcation. You know what it, it was? It life. was when my brother and sister-in-law had my nephew, which yeah. was my first niece or nephew. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, he's a perfect child. And he was born on my birthday. He is pretty. He's born on your birthday? Yes, we're birthday twins. I don't remember that. We have like the most special bond of ever. Oh, is that how it goes? Yes. I mean, I also have a very special bond with my niece because she's an oldest girl. Oh, wow. Like myself. You're finding so many bonds. I know. Um, yeah. So until I had my niece and nephew, I like, I, I like, I, I liked babies. I was like, oh, they're cute. But I wasn't like obsessed with babies. And now I just want to hear about my niece and nephew all the time. And I feel like, especially my brother and sister-in-law do not send me enough pictures of my nephew. That's true. I'm just going to put that out there because I know they listen to this podcast. I don't think they do. You don't think they listen to this podcast? That's correct. (gasps) You know how we can test them? By saying this right now. Yeah! We got them. Bo's barking at the little tiny dog next door. Um... No, the only thing, and I will say the only thing that has sort of bothered me in this realm was before we became like pretty public about doing IVF mm-hmm. were people who felt like they were entitled to hear all about our attempts to get pregnant. What? What are you uh, talking about? Oh, like I would get together with friends and they'd be like, are you guys trying? Oh, and it's not a thing like, uh, I talk about. Yeah. This is, I feel like this is more of a lady thing. Oh yeah. Okay. And it's, it's like, you know, I, I feel like I would always tell them, but I always felt uncomfortable and I didn't always really want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I feel like, like, I, I, like before we started trying, I felt like I heard that, <laughs> people would always ask you if you were trying and it was always a like it's a rude question mm-hmm. and then when it started happening to me i was like oh my god that's like 
That's like, a, the, I feel weird about this. So that's the only thing that I, that I, that I felt sort of weird about. Um, okay. This is a question for Matt. I got it. What's up? I'll answer it. Here we go. Who would you rather have consult you on the IVF procedure? Yep. McCoy, mm-hmm. Crusher, mm-hmm. Bashir, mm-hmm. EMH, mm-hmm. or EMH Andy Dick? Oh, EMH Andy Dick, I feel like is too is too uh, annoying, first of all. He was only in one episode. It's this new Federation ship that can go super fast. It's four warp drives. It's pretty cool. It's Voyager. Don't worry about it. They transport the EMH from Voyager okay, through just, a subspace Okay, just answer the question. That gets him there faster. So then he's... Commu- anyway, it's very cool. Uh, who, who has the best bedside manner? And who... I feel like Bashir is from Deep Space Nine. He's also an augment. So he's he's got... Uh, he's in, interesting. Okay, this is a side thing. In the time of the Federation, you know, 300 years from now, the United Federation of Planets, it's illegal to genetically alter your your children. What's boat chewing on? Could be anything. Could be grass. Could be, I don't know. Bo, what are you chewing on? <laughs> Looks like he's trying to talk. Oh, what is it? It sounds, it, sounds, it sounds crunchy. Um, anyway, so they've they've you cannot genetically modify a uh, a. Uh, uh, a, a baby in the mm. federation but he was genetically modified illegally <gasps> to be super smart what so he is super smart oh yeah well i, I feel like the next Plus question he's so british it's it would feel nice the next and final question uh which is from someone else is related to this previous question yeah, go ahead. <laughs> are you worried that your science baby Mm-hmm. Kind of like that science baby. Yeah. Will develop a Spanish accent and lead a revolution against non-augmented humans. <laughs> Con. How did you know that was related? Because you were just talking about augmented, non-augmented human people. But how did you know that was Star Trek related? You just assumed it was? Because as soon as you said augmented, I was like, oh, here we go. Oh. And Am I, I just... worried about that? Well, I mean, <laughs> technically he'd be a quarter Cuban. Or Spanish, so it's in him. I mean, he could do it. He could develop a Spanish accent and lead the revolution against the non-augments. He's a superior being. Hmm. He wanted to rule those who were non-superior. Um, Kids, go watch The Wrath of Khan. Don't watch Star Trek Into Darkness. Those are all the questions that we got. Those are all the questions we got. So I think we did a great job answering most of them. Yeah, I think we did. And if you have more questions for us, you know where to find us. Yep, DoryMad at gmail.com. 413-461-BABY. Um, or you can tweet at us. But that that's probably the least effective way to ask us a question because I feel yeah. like sometimes that stuff gets lost. Yeah, sometimes. Um, but thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank and you for enjoying episode four. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Catch you on the flip flop, Bo. Do you want to say anything? Okay.